to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Dear 2022, I don't know if you know this, but people can't actually read your minds. I know that would be really nice, right? It would be really nice if people could read our minds, and I know that people should be able to read our minds. Like, when they do something that rubs us the wrong way, they should just naturally know that they've done something to offend us and they should course correct in the middle of that. When, when someone breaks a promise to us or betrays us or lets us down, they should naturally just know that they've done that and figured out what to do in the middle of that. When they say something hurtful or painful, they should just instantly be aware that they have offended us or hurt us in some way, shape, or form and course correct in the middle of that. When they don't do what we want them to do or what they're supposed to do or they should do, they should naturally know and go back and do that thing or stop doing the thing that they have been doing. But Unfortunately, ESP is not a part of the human design. Now look, I know that we know this at a cognitive level. Like when we talk about this, it seems silly that people should be able to read our minds and know exactly when they, we've offended them or when we've hurt them or when we've engaged with them in a way that was, was painful. But our actions often suggest otherwise. I mean, look, how often do we find ourselves in offense or hurt with someone, or as the scriptures say, someone that has sinned against us, and we never actually even mention it to them? We don't say anything. We don't have a conversation and say, hey, that hurt. That felt like betrayal. That really damaged the relationship. That rubbed me the wrong way in some way, shape, or form. And then, rather than saying anything, we just stew on it. You know what I'm talking about, right? You just stew on it. And then, then everything that they do from that point forward gets seen through this lens of the way that they have sinned against us in before. And it starts out with something like, well, you know what? They didn't show up for me in a moment of need. Of course, I never told them that they didn't show up for me in a moment of need. And I never even mentioned that that hurt me in some way, shape, or form. But regardless, they're clearly a shallow person. And it goes from they weren't there for me in that moment to, you know what? They were never there for me. In fact, I look back at our friendship and they were never back for me. And then, and then you pull up Instagram and you see that they're hanging out with other people and it's like, oh, well, they clearly have time for other people, right? They clearly have time to spend with other people. I'm just the one who's left out in the middle of this. In fact, let me just look up the last time they texted me. Oh my gosh, look at this. They left me on red, right? And then it instantly moves to, well, they're just a toxic person. And I don't know if I should actually be in relationship with them again. And all this happens without a single conversation with the person. Because, of course, they should be able to read our minds. It's interesting because the scriptures provide us with a pathway to course correct this very common spiral that we find ourselves in. In Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 15, it says this. This is Jesus speaking to us, by the way. 
It says, if a fellow believer hurts you, go and tell them. Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you've made a friend. If he won't listen, take one or two alongside so that the presence of witnesses will keep things honest and try again. If he still won't listen, tell the church. And if he won't listen to the church, you'll have to start over from scratch, confront him with the need for repentance, and offer God's forgiving love. See, Jesus actually sets out a very clear plan. And I love that when Jesus sets out a clear plan, it's actually a clear plan. Because how many of you ever read the words of Jesus and it feels like he's talking in riddles, right? This is actually like, do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. And he says this. He says, if someone has wronged you in any way, go tell them. Look, I know this is like a mind-blowing novel concept, right? But he says, if someone has sinned against you, the first step is to go tell them. Tell someone they have wronged. Why? Because they can't read your mind. <laughs> because they have no idea that they have offended you or hurt you or sinned you in some way. They are absolutely clueless to this. And I'm going to even expand this whole conversation around even if they've sinned or wronged against you. This applies to people who have rubbed you the wrong way or have said something funny to you that you questioned or have questions about their intentions or any unspoken communication that you have about the person. Because here's the thing. Let me just ask you a question. With the people that are in your life, do you go around scheming how you can offend them? Do you go around scheming how you can betray them and how you can be a really bad friend and how you cannot be there for them and how you can... See, the problem, see only psychopaths do that. If, if you're sitting here and going, yes, I do all those things, get some help, all right? But, but most of us don't actually go around thinking, how can I hurt the people in my life? You're just living your life. Could it also be that people are actually doing that as well? That they're just living their life and going about their business and the nature of relationships is that we hurt one another, that we offend one another, that we don't meet needs that were there, or there are expectations that are, that are not met, and it just happens in relationship. And I think this is why Jesus says, look, go talk to them. It seems so simple, and yet how many of us do we avoid this step? In fact, how many of us do we skip this first step and then we make up our own steps? In fact, I find that there are so many other steps that we go to other than the obvious, which is go talk to them, and they show up all the time. See, the, the, the one that oftentimes people go to is rather than going to talk to them, we go to talk to someone else about what we're dealing with with that person. Now, there's usually two reasons why we go talk to someone else rather than go talk to the person. The first reason is because you're trying to pad your case, right? So now you can say, well, it's not just me. John also agrees with me that, that they are rude and they betray people and they're a toxic person. So we like to pad our case, right? The other reason why we go talk to people is to build a small army against that person. So now it's not just me against you, it's me and Jill and Jane and Tommy and Joe over here all against this person. So now it's not just me against them, it's us against them. And so oftentimes we skip the first step of go and talk to the person and we go and talk to others. Or this is my other favorite, is we go to the church, which is actually the third step, but we make it the first step because we can have a professional deal with it right? <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times people have come to me or Marla or humanity leaders or some of our other staff and say, hey, I, I just got a prayer request for you. Um, you should really check in with John because 
man, I think something's off with them. And if you could just pray and maybe disciple them and maybe get them into a, you know, just some extra care over there. Because, look, we don't want to deal with it. Let the professionals deal with it. Let someone else who knows how to deal with it deal with it over there. Or we over-spiritualize it and we make it something so religious where just a simple conversation is actually what is required. Or for some of us, we go straight to disconnecting from them, disconnecting them from our lives, which is actually the fourth step, but we oftentimes make it the first step in the process. Now, this can be overt. This can be like, hey, I've stopped calling you. I've stopped returning text messages. I'm no longer be interested in being in your life. You are cut out of my relational circles. But more than often, it's covert. And it usually sounds like this. Well, I'm just going to drop it. How many of you have ever said that to yourself? And how many of you have said that to other people? You know, I'm just going to drop it. But how often do you actually drop it, right? <laughs> when you're with them, there's less communication. When you're talking to them, there's always that thought in the back of their mind of, yeah, I can't really trust them, or they're weird, or I don't know if I should be in relationship with them. And we close down the possibility of communication and relationship, and we find ourselves disconnecting from others. I find that when we do this, it's oftentimes because that's what we learn from mom and dad, is that when I do something wrong, it's a cutoff, or it's a disconnection, or this is not a safe space. And all the while, here's Jesus' message to us when we find ourselves where someone who's sinned against us, go talk to them. I know this is very, it's like very deep, there's a lot of Greek involved. But just go talk to them. And then he says, if that doesn't go well, then after you've talked to them, then you can bring someone in. And if that doesn't go well, then you can bring them to the church. And if that doesn't go well, then you can say, hey, looks like you're not up for this type of spiritual community and this type of spiritual relationship, so let's start from scratch and, and let's start from the whole process of introducing you back to Jesus. See, here's the thing. We usually don't actually engage that first step of go talk to them immediately because we don't like the awkwardness of it all. We just don't like that weird, awkward feeling in the middle of that. And really what that communicates is that we care about our comfort more than we actually care about this image bearer over here. That we care about how we feel and our personal safety and what makes us feel good rather than actually caring enough for this person and the relationships to say, hey, I actually care enough about you to just have a conversation around where you missed it with me. And here's the crazy thing, is not only does the relationship suffer, of course, because this is just a fact, when there's withheld communication, where there's offense that is not dealt with, the relationship will 100% of the time suffer, but something else breaks down. Because Jesus actually connects this next verse to this conversation about going and talking to your sister or your brother when they have sinned against you, this verse is immediately following that one. It says, and truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done by them, done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Here's the thing. Your ability to experience the power and the presence of Jesus is directly connected to your willingness to clear your relationships. Your ability to actually experience the miraculous nature of Jesus working in your life, of transforming your heart and your mind, of working on your behalf, of bringing all things together for good is directly connected to your willingness to go talk to them. 
That may seem crazy, right? How could that be in the middle of this? But this is seen all throughout the scriptures because here's the thing. You cannot gather in the name of Jesus and also gather in the name of offense and sin. They don't actually work together with one another. You cannot gather in agreement and gather in offense and sin with one another. So, so when Jesus says, look, if you want to gather in my name, you can ask anything and I'll give it to you. If you come to me in agreement, I will be there. You cannot do that and also be in a space where you are unwilling to clear out the brokenness in the relationship. Let's not kid ourselves. You cannot be in the full presence and power of Jesus and in the presence of resentment towards someone. One will always suffer in the middle of this. Because the movement of Jesus, this movement of living by faith and being known by love and being a voice of hope is dependent on us keeping our relationships with one another clear and keeping our relationships with one another pure in the midst of all of this. See, there's actually a passage where Jesus says, before you even give your offering and you recognize that you have some type of an offense with someone, go and clear that offense before you even give your offering. Jesus says, I don't want any part of you until you're willing to go clear yourself with the people in your life who you were holding offense from. I don't want your offering, I don't want your talents, I don't want your skills, I don't want how good you are until you're willing to go over there and say, hey, let's clear this up so that then I can come before the Lord and say, hey, here's everything within me and everything within them together, stepping into this space with one another so you can't even move on. Here's the thing, you can't even move on to another group until you've gone and cleared. I find this to be so true in our culture as we say, well, you know what? I just don't like that. I'm going to go find other people. Jesus is like, uh-uh. Don't even, don't even bother. Until you are willing to clear here, do not even bother about going to find another group or to give anything to me. Go clear with them, and Jesus will just stay on this. Have you talked to them? 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 Because it will eventually show up in the other group. And it will eventually show up every single place you go because guess what? Every single place you go, people can't read your minds and they're probably going to offend you. And so Jesus says, if you can't deal with this here, you're going to have a lot of problems elsewhere. So one of the reasons that you may not be fully experiencing the presence of Jesus isn't because you have a lot of faith and is it because you are full of devotion, because you are unwilling to have the needed conversation with the people in your life to keep your relationships clean? So next time you are in hurt, or next time you are in offense in relationship, or someone has sinned against you in some way, shape, or form, and you have this desire to do anything but talk directly to them as fast as you can, ask yourself these questions, these two questions. Do I actually care enough about this person, this image bearer, this, as Marla said, God's favorite person over here? Do I actually care about them enough to get back into relationship, to keep going? And don't kid yourself. If the answer is no, what you are saying is, this also applies to my spouse and my children and my best friend eventually. I promise you. The other question that you have to ask is, do I actually plan on ever experiencing the full power and presence of Jesus? And if the answer is yes, then you must go have the conversation today. 
because you will always be left wanting without it. So, dear 2022, people cannot read your minds. It is time to start sharing with the other person when there is sin that shows up in the relationship, or there is offense, or someone rubs you the wrong way, or someone says something screwy, and step into the fullness of what it means to be in relationship not only with God, but with one another. So here's what I'd like for you to talk to with your partners out there. When you're in offense with someone and they've hurt you, what are you personally tempted to do other than going and talking to them? Like what flavor flavor do you have of circumventing that call on your life? So it may be like, man, I'm the guy who just cuts them off immediately. You could be like, yeah, I'm the person who just uh, goes and talks to everyone else. What are you tempted to do? Look, come on, don't lie. We all have the other thing that we like to do, right? Maybe you're the person who just shoves it down and says, I'm just not gonna deal with it. Where do you naturally go? And then ask this, what is an area in relationship where you expect people to read your minds? Where others should know and recognize the need without sharing it with them. Maybe you're thinking, man, I have relationships where people just don't show up for me the way that they're supposed to, and I, I'm mad at them. Maybe it's with your spouse, and there's like, hey, I have all these expectations that I've never communicated, or these hurts that I've never shared, and they should read my mind. Maybe it's at your work, or maybe it's with your neighbors, I don't know where, but where in your life do you find yourself expecting other people to read your minds where you're unwilling to either share a need or share where there's hurt or offense, all right? So go ahead and have those two conversations and we'll wrap up together. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.